Hey, thank you for downloading the podcast this week. I'm Deanna Fletcher. If you haven't already subscribed, get on that now before we go any further so you don't miss future conversations. Today, I'm super excited to be chatting with somebody who knows all about the world of entertainment, working really hard in that industry, but how in the midst of all of that to keep your feet firmly on the ground and keep your faith in Christ really strong. Michael Wilson is an accomplished dancer. He was recently in London as part of the Purpose World Tour. He's part of Justin Bieber's dance crew. He's also an accomplished singer-songwriter in his own right. His debut EP is out now. He's also released a book independently, which is out now. He's an accomplished public speaker. He really likes to take to social media as well to share encouragement, blogs a lot, stuff like that, engages with an audience online. So this week's conversation with Michael Wilson is an interesting one. As always, if you want to lend a comment, i.e. you want to have your say, you want to ask a question, maybe you have some suggestions of topics you'd like me to look at in the future on the podcast, get in touch and let me know. You can drop me an email or just, yeah, social media it up. Choose one, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want. Get in touch with me and let me know who you'd like me to speak to or just subjects you'd like us to cover. But without further ado, let's get to know Michael Wilson a little more. Firstly, thank you very much for your company. Thank you. <laughs> uh, start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you've ended up to be with us in the UK today. Hi, my name is Michael Wilson, also known as Mighty Michael. Mighty, 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 mighty. But it's not my own might. It's God's. Um, so, I yeah, like that. It's I, good. Yeah, I do very many things. I dance, sing, write, speak. I love food, uh, but I'm particularly in London now because I dance for Justin Bieber, and we're performing at the uh, Hyde Park Festival. I don't know the exact name for it, but That's it's at it. Hyde Park. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. it. Oh, yeah, I killed I think it. So. <laughs> yeah, we've been on tour a lot, and we've been all over the world, so it becomes a blur, a magical blur, but a blur. That's it, because you know this Purpose Tour, and it. Firstly, congratulations, because as a dancer, to get booked on something like the Purpose Tour. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like the biggest tour. I mean, you're not yeah, going to get booked amazing. on something like this unless you're very talented, hardworking, and they can trust you as right. well. Um, what's it like when you are on these massive tours and you're going from city to city, continent to continent? Jet lag must be like the worst thing ever. You don't know where you are half the time, right? No, I, I, I often feel like I'm in outer space because <laughs> you just end up in no time zone. Right. There's a period where we went from Australia to New Zealand for two weeks, straight into South America for a month and a half back to LA for four days off and then did Israel and then the Middle East and then then went back to LA for less than two weeks and then we came to Europe and we've been here a month so at that point it's not even enough time to adjust yeah and being on tour is challenging it's it's glamorous when you're on stage but everything that it takes to get to that point requires work some days it feels like a job some days it feels like a test Mm -hmm. and other days you feel like a superstar you get a full balanced life that isn't typical but has the same characteristics of any life any person would live. So it's a blessing, um, and it's not for everybody. It takes a certain type of heart and a certain type of will to do it because you're so tired, and people are always expecting you to perform or put on, and they want the same excitement you had at the last show. And now we've done over 150, 354 shows, and we still have the rest of this year. And imagine having to give each one its unique experience where you're still genuine and passionate, even though you're doing the same exact thing. Um, it's it's special, and it's beautiful, and I'm always grateful for it, and even the challenge of it. How do you find that motivation to get up and go and put on the same? Because it's not just a performance. Like you said, it's heart and it's passion and it's atmosphere. How do you bring that 
every single time because in life you might just be tired or something. Sometimes we get bad news. Sometimes we don't feel like it. How do you motivate yourself when you don't feel like it? I think the main reminder we should all keep is the fact that no day is the same. And if no day is the same, regardless if I'm doing the same thing, there's a unique opportunity that exists only in that day. And I have this understanding and I, I don't allow myself to get bored because I understand the responsibility of the new day. I understand that there may be a person who needs it. And me and my, uh, one of my brothers who's on tour with me, we will hold up uh, one finger right before we go uh, do the first number. And that represents like if we can just touch one life. Because I have a saying in my book, the mighty little book, plug, shameless plug. Um, I have a saying, one flame can light a thousand candles. So in my mind, instead of focusing on the thousands, I just focus on that one person I could reach who could potentially change the world. What if that one person was a Martin Luther King or an Obama or an Oprah or, or a Justin Bieber, you know, or even a Britney Spears? She's done some great things in her career, too. If you can just reach that one person who can potentially reach millions later, then it's worth it. Um, and you have to hold yourself accountable because you can meet that person at the grocery store. You can meet that person at the gas station. You can meet that person during bad news or good news. But if you're looking at today as yesterday, you'll never fuel tomorrow. Wow. I love it. I love the way your mind thinks. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing and where you've come from. Okay, well, I'm from Riverside, California, which is a, a city outside of Los Angeles. My father lived in Los Angeles. My mother lived in Riverside. I had a very uh, difficult life, but I don't make it a sob story. I saw what my parents went through, and instead of holding it against them, I understood that they just needed more God. And instead of me being mad that they didn't find him, I found him. And I prayed that I could be the blessing to them that they couldn't fully be to me. And it was beautiful because it allowed me to not make excuses. And it allowed me to see potential even in the worst of circumstances. And uh, I still was blessed. You know, God always gives you favor. I ended up at great schools. I had great mentors around me that I could see in other parents or other leaders or just my teachers. And my ability and willingness to find good everywhere allowed me to just uh, stay humble, to put the uh, puzzle pieces together. I think a lot of times we want this big picture for our lives, and we're frustrated that this big picture wasn't handed to us, this perfect picture. But if you take the broken pieces and you, and you search all over the world, you search through your life, you can find a little bit of good in all of them. And when you put them together, it may not be the picture you thought, but it can still be something beautiful. And now, of course, you're touring all over the world. Yeah. All over the world. Literally. And I'm sure your your parents are very proud of you and your family. Yeah, yeah. They they love it and um my family's transitioned a lot. They're not the people they were when I was younger. Um, a lot of generational curses are being broken, their mindsets are changing and you know, maybe it took me pursuing my dreams. Um, but my family in general is talented. My mom at one point was a professional singer, gave it up. My grandmother was a professional dancer and gave it up early. My uncle was a professional drummer and gave it up. So there's a lot of people in my family who started doing all the things I was doing at a high level, and it, it they just didn't stick with it. Mm. And I'm one of the main people to stick with it and take it further. Um, so it's, it's not like my family never could do these same things. They're extremely talented. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, God 
honors and generations. He does, and it's like what one generation started, you're kind of finishing. Yep, just like what David and so- Solomon. Yeah, right? to- that's Same it. Thing. You know your Bible. I love this about you. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about both the book and the EP because not only are you touring the world as a dancer, mm. you took it upon yourself to write some of this great stuff that you're talking about down uh-huh. and published a book, and you've worked really hard in creating your debut EP as well. Both are fabulous. What made you want to go into writing and, and, I mean, does somebody ever decide, like, oh, I'm a musician, so I'll make an album, or do you have to, like, go through a journey? Because it's not for everyone. So mm-hmm. A lot of people are backup singers and, and, and backup musicians, session musicians. So what made you want to, you know, in your Actually own right? Actually produce a project? Yeah. You know, no one can quite say something how you can. Even if you're not the greatest speaker, no one can say it how you can because there's only one you. And I didn't want to limit my life experience or what I felt like God needed me to say um, to uh, or ex- by expecting other people to create a project. And I said, that's exactly what I felt the world needed to hear. I think a lot of us are spectators when we need to be leaders. We're just sitting around complaining about all the injustice we see and all the things we don't like, but there's no one saying, okay, I'll be the one willing to do something. It's like that scene in the movie where the superhero's trying to be normal, and they're walking by, and they're like, oh my God, like I can't just let this man get beat up in the alley. This I'm referencing The Incredibles. <laughs> and he's like, in his, and he's first of all too big to be in the suit, and he's just in the office, and his boss is like, get back to work, but he's looking out the window, and there's a guy getting mugged. And he feels bad. He's so hurt because he knows deep inside he should have been the superhero to help. I, I I understand that there's a superhero in all of us. And if I don't wear my cape, it would be as if Jesus didn't carry his cross. So with that being said, I have my own name. I have my own identity and I have my own uh, product that I have to put out. And it doesn't mean you're limited. Now everyone has to put out an album. But wherever God has given you a gift and influence... It's your responsibility to pursue it because he won't force you. He'll try to shake you up into doing it sometimes, but he, at the end of the day, he won't force you because we have our own will. And he made us to be creators. So he's looking back saying, like, what will you create? And I just always grew up saying, I don't want to be the guy who buried his talent. I refuse to be that guy. I would rather make a, an amazing project in excellence, because you should do everything in excellence, and have no one like it, but I could look to God and say, I did the best I could with everything you gave me. I love that. I love it. Okay, well, you've taken your creativity. You've created something excellent. The EP is called Sometimes I Sing. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about the journey in creating that EP, because I think one of the big things that stops and you are an independent artist let's point that out as well you might be on a on a major tour as a dancer but as a musician you're an independent artist um finances can be the big stumbling block for a lot of people finding someone else to believe in their vision but you really went out and found people to support you in creating this ep right i think um when you focus on where you can invest where you're at it will always pave the way for later the quick backstory is i spent like a little over $1,000 to get in the booth and record one song. That's not on the e- The song's on the EP, but the version that I recorded is not on the EP. Right? I spent a little bit over $1,000 paying for engineer and studio time or whatever the case may be. And I knew I was sowing a seed. I said, this is probably not going to be good. And I was exhausted because I was doing tour rehearsals and we rehearsed literally every day for two months. Um, I didn't have the energy, but I knew I needed to sow the seed. So I sowed the seed. And the engineer at the time, Matt Bank, uh, we became friends. 
on his Instagram, there was this contest that a nonprofit, Idol Tuesdays LA, shout out to Emily, um, they were hosting this contest that they do every year where they'll house an artist and they put a team behind it. So from working with Matt Bang, which was originally just a seed for me to do what I'm supposed to do, he uh, suggested I enter the contest. I entered the contest, and after a few months, I made it to the top 10, did a live audition, and I won. Wow. So I won this contest of a full team behind me that was free. Wow. I just had to provide some things, and that was by choice, the things I went ahead and provided. But most of my project was free. Um, but I sowed seeds. I wrote all my songs not the music that was Matt Bank I wrote all the lyrics and most of the melodies all the melodies and I paid that thousand yeah. dollars in advance when I felt it was probably not going to be anything but a seed and I did those before I had the promise of what I do now which is the product I love that so a seed and it it does cost it hurts a little bit to sow a seed mm-hmm. it can't have been easy to sow a thousand dollars for anybody no. um, especially you know when you're an independent and, and you, you live in Los Angeles <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah cities man yeah good on you and then see what's happened yeah, and it's if incredible. I would have never done that studio session with the guy who I thought was just a silent engineer, yeah, you know, he ended up being the producer of my entire project, and it was divine because he fully understood what I was trying to create, and he took it to heart. And so he's, he's a, a great partner. He's, he's a great person to work with. He's yeah. my friend now, yeah. and I would suggest anyone to work with him, Matt <laughs> Bang. And, you know, the EP, the songs in that EP are played on radio stations all over the world. So it just goes to show plant a seed, work hard, mm-hmm. and uh, you never know where you might get to. Let's talk a little bit now about social media. Okay. Uh, in your industry, everyone kind of needs to be on it. You yourself are very active on social media. How does one appropriately engage with an audience online without getting super competitive? One of the things, of course, that we all know, social media is a wonderful thing, but it's how we use it. Right. So how do you kind of balance that out? I think it's a two-part. It's not being afraid to be relatable, and it's also not being afraid to take a stance where you're led to, right? Me being someone who's Christian and and I want to focus on purity and being positive, I can't be afraid to be cool and at the club, right? I think a lot of Christians find the light and then they just want to be amongst lights, but light was created for darkness. So if you close out that side of you that's supposed to reach darkness because you don't want to be relatable or you feel like it's too, um, too commercial or... If you just don't feel it's pure enough or holy enough, mm. you'll close out a whole realm of people that need it to meet you and see you. And then on the other end, you can't be afraid to be honest. If you if you don't do drugs and you don't support it, you don't have to do it now just to be cool. Uh, you don't have to post half-naked pictures every day. You really don't. You, re- you really don't. Oh, thanks right? for saying that. Now, uh, considering someone like myself, I'm in shape and I'm healthy, every now and then I'll post a shirtless picture intentionally f- knowing that it's going to shake up the atmosphere and give some edge. But in no way am I selling sex. Yeah. Am I selling my body because who you are will always bleed out eventually. And it's our job to work on ourselves daily and share the true self 
through social media or anything else, not the filtered version. Mm. And now we use the filter versions instead, and it's just not true. It's it's not the reality of the life we're living, and that will cause you to be more depressed because you look one way and you perceive yourself to be a certain way on social media, but the person you have to wake up to is not that. And what do you do? So therefore, you start comparing yourselves to others, or therefore now you're comparing yourself to another fake reality. Yeah, and you're depressed by something that not that's not even real yeah it doesn't make any sense it's like me being mad at the jetsons because they have cars that can fly it's like it's like it's a cartoon it's a cartoon <laughs> it's it's a dream it's yeah. it's fantasy um and and it's our responsibility to know the difference between fantasy and reality and maybe we touch the that world to let people know our minds are brilliant and they can go beyond but you have to bring heaven to earth Mm. you know god doesn't just say live in heaven and forget about earth he says bring it here so if anything that reality you wish you could see bring it bring it to life by working hard by shifting your mind by loving yourself and producing good and not being afraid of being good good is not cheesy saying no to the wrong things that's not cheesy that's cool because most people aren't doing that Mm, true do you feel that you need to check yourself or check your heart every now and then or would you say it's just good practice to to do that in in checking the filter do you know what I mean like is this real life or is this me just posting and talking about things that aids to that unattainable living that I see around me I think you can't trust yourself. I, one thing about me, I don't trust myself. I know I'm crazy. <laughs> I know that the might in me is God, not me. I, I see the mighty Michael. That's my social media. Mighty Michael. Follow me. Follow me. But the mighty isn't I'm mighty. Mighty is the might in me that comes from God. I'm the Michael. So just without the might, I'm just Michael. And it's not a bad thing, but it's not enough. It's I I need the mighty and the mighty is the higher is the higher me that is locked away in the identity God has given me is locked away in the the positive man I can be on earth. It's locked away in my choice to do the right thing because God's not going to force you to do the right thing. You have the option and what will you choose and what you choose reveals your heart. And, and your heart reveals your true self. So I keep asking myself, what do I want to see? I have a thing for Facebook. I tell people, I'm saying, yo, it's your Facebook, therefore it's your face. What do you want people to look at? And I want people to look at something real and substantial. And to do that, you have to constantly weigh, weigh yourself against the old self and the new self. You have to constantly say, like, this was good enough last year, but this may not be good enough for next year or the next 10 years. And maybe it's okay for today, so I'm going to give myself grace today, but I know tomorrow it's not going to work. It's just being so aware to live outside of yourself that you can keep growing within yourself. How much time do you spend thinking? Because you've thought through... too much. <laughs> you've thought through what you what your stance is on a lot of issues quite effectively. Uh, do you think that's important for people to do? Really take time for yourself and actually think about what you think and study the word? And, like, how do you go about, do you know what I mean, like defining what you think and who you are? Well, I question everything, even the Bible. Um, and I, I always ask God to show me. Show me it's real through experience. Even if I tell you everything I believe and you believe it, it's not until you have your own experience that you will truly know it and understand it. Uh, There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And I know that, so I'm constantly seeking truth day by day. I'm constantly challenging my thought process, my ideas, who I am, because the moment I get comfortable 
with how I think and, and how I am, I'm saying that's all there is. And that there can't be all there is when I'm supposed to live forever. You know what I'm saying? So I read books. I listen to music. I look at what doesn't work for people, what didn't, what doesn't <laughs> work for me <laughs> lots of the times. Yeah. And I push, I push those limits to stay, to stay grounded and to just understand. I think a lot, but I'm also free. I think a lot, and then I, at any moment, I can just let it go. Mm-hmm. As a dancer, I'm very detailed. You teach a step, I'm going to do it exactly how you how you taught it. But even within those parameters, once I get on stage, I'm free, and my heart's open. And if I make a mistake, I made a mistake. If it comes out, great, great. But I weigh it according to my willingness, not my perfection. I like that. Willingness, not perfection, because none of us are perfect, and we've no, got to have grace not. for ourselves. Tons. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and me both. I take myself too seriously sometimes, <laughs> not intentionally. Um, you talk a lot as well, when I touch on this, purity. I've heard you speak about purity a lot. What does that mean to you? Because in the world that you work in, live mm. in, the fact that you are from and based in Los Angeles, um, but also this kind of whole lifestyle where you're part of a tour where people end up in the Daily Mail all the time. Purity is just not necessarily to some a cool word Uh or a word that gets used a lot or a word that might not be thought of as being associated with the sort of person who works in entertainment on the level that you do. So what does purity mean to you? Well, the first thing purity is not is purity is not actions. Purity is the condition of your heart and where you set your heart. Right. It says the pure in heart shall see God. And I feel like if I can look at God, I will gain the true reflection of how I should look. Right. So if I limit it to just my actions, then and I keep a dirty heart is it's no change. It's no change. It's like putting on a suit and you didn't take a shower. <laughs> you know, it's no change underneath. It's still not clean. Right. So when I think of purity, I always say, what do I need to do to shift the condition of my heart to where the things that won't keep me aligned, that won't keep me in the highest identity of myself, that doesn't keep perversion out of my mindset and, and my, my vision and, and my choices if it doesn't do all of those things what do i have to do to to cleanse my to cleanse that dirty part of me so that there is no desire for the wrong things it's easy in my industry listen i'm 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 good looking (laughs) no ego but i'm good looking i'm outgoing and i work with artists that automatically makes people want you just like you know, pastors have this issue because they're anointed and on the platform, there's something about the platform that people want you more, even if they don't actually like you. Yeah. And you have to go, going back to what we said, know the difference between what is real and what isn't real. Like, how would you, would you really love me if I was nobody? Because Jesus did. Right. Mm. Would you really love me if I was nobody? If I wasn't on the platform, would you want to spend time with me? If I wasn't connected to all the artists I've worked with, how would you see me? Would you take time with me then? Right. And we get caught up in that temporary moment in the height of our ego, the hype of our ego. And we think that that's it. But if someone who wants me temporarily doesn't compare to someone who would die for me over and over again or live for me forever and purity comes down to seeing the things in your life that will give to forever or a temporary moment and that could be for anything i think people abuse uh religion and spirituality you just want to pray all day in a church but that's not going to do enough when you're meant to go pray out in the streets 
when you're meant to go talk to the homeless person or go talk to the the prostitute. Maybe that should be your best friend. And and that contrast will cause you to uh, be more humble and, and them to change. Right. So purity is far beyond just I don't do this. I don't do that. It's challenging your heart to do things and give itself to things that will give to life abundantly. Sounds like that requires a fair amount of discipline as well. Oh, my God. It requires more than discipline. It requires <laughs> tears. It requires honest friends. It requires accountability. And more importantly, I think it requires honesty because I tell all my business to people. Um, and I'm comfortable talking transparent of where I'm weak because putting it out there allows me to see what I'm really dealing with. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is it allows people to know what I'm trying to reach. So if I say I stand for this, but then I also say I struggle with this, I pray that at least some of the people that I heard would be like, Michael, you're not supposed to do that. Dude, you, that's not what you said you stand for. You're supposed to be mighty Michael. You know? And sometimes people set the standard too high for you, but at least... You know that there's a potential in you that can be that high, and you may as well push for that. We have a standard of perfection, and perfection is unattainable. Mm, yeah. That's but excellence thing. is not. True. You can do the best you can every single day. You can. And if you, and if you do the best you can, then that's enough, and it will probably get you to higher levels of maybe not perfection, but at least the best you Michael, thank you so much for your company. (laughs) Thanks for talking to me. The new EP is called Sometimes I Sing. Sometimes I Sing. It's out now. Um, Go get it. You sing often, to be fair. Not really sometimes. I do sing a lot, but I do so many (laughs) other things that I didn't want to just get limited to being a singer now. You are not limited, sir, at all. The the world is your oyster. The book is out now as well. The Mighty Little Book. That's right. Yes. Uh, It's small, but it packs a punch. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed this week's conversation with Michael Wilson. His debut EP is out now. His book is available now from online retailers. And of course, you can find Michael across social media platforms as well. Thanks again for downloading the podcast and listening right the way through till the end. You're an absolute champion. Subscribe online so you don't miss any future combos. And I'll be back very soon with more Height of Heart. Thanks for listening. Listening.